Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. I was just reading another update on that Riverside story from Friday where three people were murdered and left in a house that was set on fire and they believe the person that did that was a Virginia police officer who came to California to hook up with a teenage girl that he catfished online by pretending to be another teenager. And the update apparently is a neighbor actually had called the police because this guy parked in the driveway down the street and he did see him uh, take the girl. She apparently didn't have shoes or pants on and was pushing her into his uh, car to escape with her. He, of course, was later shot dead by police. Steve Gregory will have an update on the story later on this hour and uh, what police know about the case. But clearly, this one doesn't have to go to trial. They killed the abductor and the yeah, murderer. That's the way they should end these cases. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk now with John Hatami, a deputy district attorney here in L.A. County. The uh, Daily Mail did its own investigation. They looked at uh, Megan's Law, the Megan's Law database, which is the collection of sex offenders. There's thousands of child molesters on the database who've been arrested, convicted, sentenced, and uh then, as it turns out, 7,000 of them have been let go over they the last... They appear to do little time, it seems, from their investigation, right? Since, uh, I mean, it looks, it looks like this goes back to about 2013 and... Um, Released the same year they were convicted in many cases. The, the um, statistics are, are amazing. There's 365 of them who were convicted of continuous sexual abuse of a child. And they spent less than 12 months in prison. 39 cases of sodomy with a child under 16. They're out. Three cases of kidnapping a child under 14 with intent to commit lewd or lascivious acts. They're all out in less than a year? Now, some of this is that idiotic Prop 57 that many of you voted for in landslide numbers. Some of this predates that bill. Yeah. Which means... The cases they cite are like from 2013 and 2014. um, Let's get uh, John Hatami on. Because he's been speaking out about this sort of thing for a long time. John, how are you? 
Good, good, John and Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this goes on pre-Prop 57, correct? So what people don't realize is that Prop 57 was retroactive. And so a lot of these propositions um, that are passed here in California are retroactive. And so they apply to cases uh, before the proposition uh, was even around. Uh, so a lot of, that's why you see a lot of these juvenile cases where a juvenile was direct filed in adult court. And now a lot of these juveniles have come back to get their transfer hearing because they're retroactive. So Prop 57, which was titled Public Safety and Rehabilitation, and there's nothing publicly safe about releasing early sex offenders. Uh, also, there's nothing to do with rehabilitation. I'd like Governor Newsom, who supported Prop 57, and George Gascon, who also supported Prop 57, to explain to all of us how these sex offenders are being rehabilitated, because they're not. Why did Brown, Newsom, Gascon want thousands of sex offenders released early? What's in it for them? How does this make life better? I I don't understand the point of this. Well, you know, I think um, you saw, you know, Governor Newsom uh, has been constantly trying to um, deal with the overcrowding in prisons. And so instead of dealing with violent offenders, he's releasing uh, all sorts of individuals back into society. And so what's happening is, is they are more concerned with the criminal uh, than they are concerned with children but, and families and people like you and you I. Know, it seems like they have an affection for the criminals because you, 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 for, the prisons aren't overcrowded anymore. They released like 70,000 prisoners. And secondly, you can always build new prisons. Uh, when you run out of space, you build more space. You have a third kid in the family, you build the third bedroom. So I've, I've never bought this idea, oh, we're all grappling with, uh, uh, with overcrowded prisons. So build more prisons. There's a lot of desert out there. It seems like they've got some kind of warm feeling towards these, these, these guys. They do. I mean, you, you've seen it with these propositions. They obviously didn't tell anyone that uh, under Prop 57 that you could release, you know, sex offenders early. And so, you know, they've, they've been dealing with um, their, you know, affection towards, you know, violent criminals for probably the last decade. And, you know, you see now with a lot of these, you know, um, radical prosecutors like George Gascon and others, you know, the only thing they really care about, it seems, is the, is the wrongdoer, is the criminal. They don't care about you or I, children, families, or, or just regular public, public. And they care less about public safety. Well, there was a debate when Jerry Brown was governor who was pushing this Prop 57 about sex offenders. He kept insisting that they're not going to be eligible under Prop 57. But isn't there a problem when you have somebody that has sex offenses on his record, but his most recent offense was something else? I mean, does that lead to possible early release? Is that how it works? So one of the problems was is how they drafted Prop 57, even though uh, Brown said what he said. Uh, the courts uh, have indicated that the proposition uh, covers certain types of crimes, such as Penal Code Section 288, which is lewd or lavicious acts against a child uh, under 14. And so, you know, I know of an individual uh, piano teacher, teacher who uh, brutally molested uh, a child in the San Fernando Valley, and he was given a long period of time and got out in about two years. And so what happened is, is you know, people like Jerry Brown and others, um, who, you know, act like they, they are trying to uh, consider the safety of the public, they don't. 
and they allow legislators, like you've seen some of them that we have, who seem to write these bills that are over-encompassing and uh, end up releasing all sorts of violent criminals. And the problem is, is that the way they wrote uh, Prop 57 uh, was uh, bad, and it, it allowed uh, a lot of uh, violent criminals, especially criminals who are committing crimes against children. I think also they go, don't consider it necessarily violent. You know, many times when children are molested or abused, um, you know, it isn't necessarily done with, I guess, in a way that people believe that's violent. But for me personally, if you molest a child, if you uh, sexually abuse a child, that is violent conduct and should be treated as violent. I think most people would feel that way. How much of this is also plea bargaining? You know, that, that's a good point, too. You know, you have a lot of, um, you know, district attorneys who are doing the right thing. Uh, here in uh, California, especially the DAs in Kern County and Fresno and San Bernardino and Riverside and, and Orange County. But we have a really bad district attorney here in Los Angeles. And you know from, from a very popular case that a little 10-year-old girl was brutally molested in Lancaster, and he allowed that individual at 26 to plead uh, to a juvenile offense. And so, you know, we have a DA here who does not really care about victims. He doesn't care about victims being notified. Um, if people are going to be released early, he doesn't care about going to parole hearings uh, to try to prevent sex offenders uh, and, and, and violent individuals from being released. Um, and he cares more about the actual criminal. And so, yeah, you have a problem with that as well. But what I'm, I'm struggling to understand is for most of my life, as far back as I can remember, every politician, every district attorney, anybody in public service, law enforcement, always had a harsh attitude against people who would commit violence or sexual acts against children. Like, that was like the last bastion where everybody agreed that we are, we are going to take those guys off the streets and keep them off because it's the most innocent of victims. It's the most disgusting of crimes. Where did this generation of middle-aged men come from who don't want to protect children from, from the sexually perverse? Like, what, what happened here? I mean, you see it, especially even in L.A., where, where you have certain individuals who feel like it's okay for, you know, dangerous individuals to be by schools, and they don't think that that's a problem. I think you have a large group of, of individuals now, for whatever reason, seem to be more concerned with the criminal and more concerned with the wrongdoer and violent individuals than they are with children. It, it, it's, it's shocking. It, you, re you really are right. It is shocking. You'd think everybody— would support being safe, I, support having children safe, support families being safe. And now we have people in California, Los Angeles, people in New York. Uh, we have district attorneys now who are just taking money, and, and what they're doing is 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 releasing uh, violent criminals, and they care more about the criminals than they do about children and families. I, mean, I can't believe this is a debate. I mean, there there is no two sides to this. And and what happens with all these released felons? Seven thousand pedophiles are released early. There's got to be a lot more crime out there, a lot more attacks on children, probably a lot that we're not aware of. No, being, you're, the, the, what people don't get is that child molesters, um, they continue to commit child molestation. There's been numerous studies that show sexual offenders cannot be rehabilitated. Our main job is to protect the public from them. However, we have very soft DAs. Well, we, we have governors are not doing their job um, and we have legislators are not doing their job. And they somehow believe 
that these sex offenders are being rehabilitated. Not only are they not being rehabilitated, they're not even providing any programs for them to be rehabilitated. Well, how, how do you so, rehabilitate somebody who has got an obsession, who's got a compulsion in their brain? They're so sexually attracted. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you do that, and I've never seen an explanation of how you can do that. You, you don't. Every single study out there has said that sexual offenders continue to offend. The job of the district attorney is to make sure that these individuals do not reoffend and do not victimize another child. And they've failed in doing that. The governor has failed in doing that with these propositions that he supported. Um, they care more about releasing prisoners than they do about protecting the public. All right, John and Tommy, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me. All right, that's Deputy District Attorney John Hatami, and of course, it's been the trend in California to try to reduce prison and jail time. The Daily Mail did its own look at the Megan's Law website, where you can pick up a lot of information about sex offenders and found out a lot of them were released the same year they were convicted. All right, but and some they, of the crimes are sick. This movement started and was advertised as trying to get low level drug offenders out of state prison, right? Right. How did it turn into guys who rape children? get out of state prison early. When did that jump? When was that made? And why does, do these creeps like Newsom, Brown, and Gascon believe in that? What was the day they had their epiphany? It's like, yeah, that's cool. Child rapist, yeah, let him out early. That's why Jerry Brown was in such a battle with reporters. He kept getting asked, sex offenders are going to qualify under Prop 57 for earlier release? No, 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 that's not the case. But but you don't see anybody in the media pursuing this issue for the last 10 years. Here, even here today, this this is a a, a website out of London. Yeah. That that, that did the investigation. Must have gotten a tip and did their own look at the uh, Megan's Law websites and did their own compiling of the data, right? I don't understand. All right, we got more coming up. This is John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Boy, I wish I had a chance to read this whole thing before we were going to do it right now, but we would have pulled out the tongue bath desk. Holy mackerel. Jonathan Martin is Politico's politics bureau chief and senior political columnist, and he gave Gavin Newsom a tongue bath in a magazine article titled Newsom told the White House he will not challenge Joe Biden. The would-be pursuer of Trump and DeSantis is all in for the president's re-election and willing to wait his turn. Apparently, this oaf Martin sat with Newsom on his on election night a couple of weeks ago and uh, got some quotes. <laughs> yeah, I told him. <laughs> uh, really? Boot licking, yeah. knob slobbering, yeah. tongue bathing. He licked more than the boots. I told everyone in the White House, from the chief of staff to the first lady, that uh, my message is that I'm all in. You can count me in. He actually knew some, actually, the quote is, put me in, coach. What a, what a, what we have your back. He's so lame. Why isn't there a long story by Jonathan Martin in Politico about the 7,000 pedophiles, including some child rapists who got let out within a year after their conviction, which was, which has been overseen by Newsom for the last four years. How come Jonathan Martin doesn't have the time to talk about all the pedophiles who are out there raping, sodomizing little kids? Oh, apparently he actually did say that. The reporter overheard him because 
on election night, I guess he got a call from Biden congratulating him on being reelected. And he said, it's it's all in. Put me in, coach. We have your back. The yeah. governor didn't intend for me to hear that part of the conversation. I just happened to leave the hotel where he was taking the congratulatory call on the sidewalk. So he actually said that to Biden? He did, yes. Oh. Put me in, coach. Oh. <laughs> such a dork. Well, what a you know what? This is a double tongue bath because Newsom was tongue bathing Biden at the same time. Yeah, there were a lot of tongues out here. Oh, my hey, God. Biden. It goes into talk about California governors who've run for president before. Yeah, sure. Jerry Brown, of course, didn't. The, the, well. there, was, there was one guy in modern times who made it. That was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Right, right. That, that was uh, 40 years ago. Uh, okay, and, of way, course, he's, Newsom's always portrayed as the truth teller, calling out the Republican governors okay. like Ron DeSantis. We're the state of freedoms. He, see, this is what's infuriating. He has a terrible record in this state for obvious reasons, right? Massive amount of crime and homelessness. Massive taxes. Pedophiles, 7,000 of them running around. <clears throat> and there's no stories on that. Instead, it's, look how he's attacking Ron DeSantis. Look how he's attacking the Republicans. And this is what all these writers, I have seen a number of these stories. They're all enamored with that. He's going on offense. No, he's changing the subject because California is a disaster. And I don't care if he just won the election in a landslide. There weren't any opposition. There weren't any real opposition candidates. Because he, uh... there's no there's no two-party system in California. He insists he will not even run even if Biden doesn't run in 24. And as for 2028, it will be 61 years old. His children will be older. He isn't sure. Wow. He's running. He's running. Oh, yeah. He's built himself an army, right? He's being very. He's raised a lot of money. He's collected all of these emails and phone numbers of people. He probably figures Biden's not going to run because, you know, he's he's half in the bag already. And the, the Alzheimer's or dementia is going to eat up the rest of his brain. Biden has a second years. win, thanks to the outcome on November. He doesn't have a second win. His brain hasn't changed. Everyone thinks that he's now. Uh... That, that, no, that that's all bull. That's all. That's all made up. Cheerleading garbage nonsense in the media. Biden's brain decays every day. Today is a little bit worse than yesterday. It is. Now, Once you have dementia, it doesn't get better. It degrades every day. The thing I watch, and you brought up all the good points, the continued problem with the homeless and crime and the pedophiles, but what I'm keeping an eye on, and this only came up a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't really get as much attention as you'd think. The fact that we've gone from a $100 billion surplus to now a prediction of a $25 billion deficit. How does that happen so quickly? Well, the answer is this guy has spent a lot of money locking us into a lot of permanent spending. He has sent out a lot of stimulus checks to people. He is doing something you cannot sustain mm. because the way the California tax base is built, it's built on just very few rich people. And when things like the stock market and the other thing that's, that's diving here is the housing market, as yeah. you know, thanks to rising interest rates, and the, the housing market is cooling off. And the tech industry is shrinking. They're laying off right. tens of thousands of people at Facebook, at Facebook, 11,000 workers, Twitter, 3,700 workers. Yep. Well, Apple is down, going to be down 6 million phones just for the lockdown at their plant in, uh, in China. Right. I mean, I mean there, there, there's a lot of shrinking going on because the tech world has hit the end of its design cycle for a lot of these products. There's not a lot of innovative stuff coming out anymore. The, the iPhone is gone 
99% as far as it's going to go. There isn't much more you can add to this thing. All right. There are some stats that were put together by an outfit called Fitch Ratings. Personal income in California grew just 1.5%, the sixth slowest among all the states. Oh, and I also read whatever growth we had, guess where it was? The, the low-wage, dead-end jobs. Mm-hmm. It always is, isn't it? No, that's the two Californias. You can have expensive engineering jobs with Apple or, or Facebook, or you can or have... the service jobs where you're cleaning the rooms, you're making and, the food. Yeah, you, you have dirt jobs. All the, the middle-class factory jobs, they've moved to other states and other countries because of the excessive regulation, his, his, his global warming fetish. Gross and, domestic product statewide expanded just 0.3%. That's the 11th slowest in the country. Okay, so, so he is he's going to go out there. He wants to make his name well-known because he's not well-known outside of California. Nobody cares about him. Right. And what they what most people know about California is like, oof, that's a bad odor there. Don't you have don't you have thousands of people dying in the streets? Woo. We can smell that over here. Right. So what's he got? He's got to rebrand himself. He's gonna rebrand himself as a warrior against the Republicans. That's how he's gonna to try to make a name for himself in the next uh, year or two. Yeah. Uh, it's completely changing the subject. And you have these ass kissing, boot licking writers like Jonathan Martin of Political. Saying, hey, I'm ready to start slurping. Give me a body part. I'm slurping. No, no, no. Don't be that graphic. Don't do that. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it. Don't say what. (laughs) You know what you said. Now go in the corner. (laughs) No. Put on the dunce cap. What's the tongue bath about? You describe the tongue bath to me. Wasn't that disturbing, Deborah Mark, though, what he said? I think I missed it. What did he no. say? What did he no, say? Come no, on, no, come no, on, come no, on. No, no, if I say it to, again, he'll You'll have to go back and review the tape. He's, he yeah. almost has the vapors here. Mm. I like saying that in the digital age. Review the tape. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I, right. How do you describe it? Steve Gregory will be back. He was on our show earlier, but he has more to talk about <laughs> with that story out of Riverside. Three people found dead in a home that was burning, and apparently those people are the mother and grandparents of a teenager that a Virginia cop came looking for after he connected with her on social media. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Steve Gregory apparently doesn't have a home. Every two hours he wanders back in here. <laughs> well, he's I miss standing by. That's, yeah, that's standing what, by. what I do. I stand right. by. Um, he's like you break glass, right? Yeah. Emergency news. That's right. Uh, now, you came in earlier with the uh, Riverside story, and this was the guy from Virginia. He was a sheriff's deputy in Virginia, and he had represented himself on, uh, on, online in a way that a 16-year-old girl became enamored with him. Yeah. And he showed up and ended up killing her mother and grandmother and grandfather and burning the house down. Yeah, so I've gotten new information since we last spoke. Um, I have confirmed that he portrayed himself as a teenage boy. Okay, his name's Austin Lee Edwards. He's actually 28. Right. And he's from North Chesterfield, Virginia. So they hook up. Do you know what site they hooked up on? Or no, what? not yet. And that's what they're they're going through right now. So I, I had a chance to speak with um, uh, Ryan Railsback with the Riverside Police Department. And I just want to, I'm just going to play some of this audio right now. Uh, because what I wanted to do is, remember, you were asking me some questions. I said there are a lot of questions that we needed answers to. Uh, so here in Ryan A., I just uh, flat out asked him about the encounter between the grandparents, the mother, and the guy. Can you tell me now whether or not whatever encounter he had with the mother and the grandparents, 
did they know about the meeting between these two or were they kind of caught off guard by it and then that led to some sort of an adversarial exchange we we don't know uh, as you can imagine the uh the only living person involved in this whole ordeal is this teenager so it'll take some time to figure that out we don't even know right now if this was the first time that um, the teen had met this suspect. Um, so mm. we don't know what happened in that house that led to him brutally murdering uh, her family members. Now, were the three of them shot? No, we, we don't believe that uh, any of them were shot. So he characterized mm. it as a brutal murder scene. But they... And they were not shot. They were... Probably dead though before the house yes. burnt. Yep. So not shot, and that stabbing? leads stabbing or bludgeoned. He didn't want to, he what he didn't want to do. He said he didn't want to get specific about it because he does because this girl does have other family, yeah. and uh, they don't want that those family members knowing it. They want to be able to to go to them and say here's what happened and sort of you know warn them in advance of the 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 graphic nature of the crime scene. But that caught me off guard too when I mm. asked that question, and he said, "And I said they right, shot be, no, right, because he, he ended up getting killed by police in a helicopter that he was firing at." Right. So then this is what brings me to the next cut here because I uh, we were talking about how did this happen? Well, it all began because the guy remember pulled into a neighbor's driveway. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the neighbor that called nine one one because she didn't recognize the guy and saw the two arguing. Didn't recognize who this guy was. Calls 911, reports not only the car and the description of the guy, but the license plate number. Now, that was key because the license plate was able to give them the information they needed. They trace it back. They find out who the guy is, that he's law enforcement, get his phone number, get all this stuff. And now they're able to tra uh, track the guy in real time. So here in this cut, he explains what happens after the guy and the girl take off. Over the next few hours, they were able to track his location and we uh, gave that information to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department as we saw that the suspect's vehicle was traveling through their jurisdiction in kind of a remote area. They, at some point, did locate him, and uh, during their encounter, that's when the suspect uh, shot at deputies trying to kill him, and uh, a deputy-involved uh, shooting occurred, and the suspect was pronounced deceased. Now, we don't know yet whether the uh, suspect was killed by the deputy's gunfire or if he took his own life. That's the other thing that kind of caught me off by surprise is that they don't know yet whether he shot himself or he was hit by deputies. And while they were having this, this gun exchange, where was the girl? Well, presumably, then he didn't know at the time, but presumably she was still in the car because mm -hmm. um, it, it it was characterized that he got out of the car and and somehow engaged in gunfire. And this was in the Mojave Preserve? Yeah. So it was out in the middle of nowhere. So this is why the the helicopter was such a key part of this. Now, if they were tracking him in real time, maybe they probably had ground units also en route at the same time. But this is Saturday? This would have been yesterday. Yesterday. So Friday is when the house burnt and the right. bodies were. Right. So in two days, he's only at the Mojave Preserve, huh? Yeah. So it's and, and she was with him the whole time, and and was she seen without without pants without shoes? He didn't get into any of that. But then, did you hear when he said, "We're not sure this is not the first time that they've met"? Mm. If you caught that in the oh. first cut, no, no, yeah, no. he says we're still trying to figure out whether they've met before. So we don't know how long this relationship went on before this incident, right? Last Friday. And they don't know how long the online because right now you know they got to get subpoenas and warrants and. 
not subpoenas, but warrants to to get into his stuff in Virginia because they they're having to serve warrants there to, to so, go through his house and his. So we we don't drives. know when the parents became aware of the relationship mm-hmm. if they were interfering. That's what they're trying to figure out now. Hmm. So, that, but uh, the the stuff that we were trying to figure out is you know uh, whether the parents were shot or not, grandparents, and and he says they were not uh, shot. So it's I can't imagine what kind of brutality went on prior to that. Yeah, and what's going on in Virginia? This man's family have anything to say? I see that the no. sheriff of Washington County is just shocked and put out a statement. Can't believe that this wicked person could infiltrate law enforcement. They just hired him in January, right? Well, he graduated. No, he just got hired in November by the county. Yeah. Right, but he was working. He graduated Trooper Academy, and he was a trooper in January until right. he re- yeah. and resigned in October. And uh-huh. then he was rehired in November by a sheriff's department. He just got hired on November 16th, less than 10 days before yeah. he arrived in Riverside and killed this this family. So it's <laughs> North Chesterfield, Virginia is where he's at. Um, Clearly it, he has no police record or else he couldn't be involved in police work. Right. So he has no criminal record that we know of. But as John likes to say, this can't be the first underage girl he tried to lure well, and here's the other thing, too, and it was actually Shannon that was bringing this up when I was talking about it with her today is, you know, who knows what he was trained in and how what his specialty might have been in all the different classes you can take as a law enforcement individual, especially state trooper. You know, maybe he was learning how to do all of this from the the counter part of this. You know what I mean? Oh, in other words, if, if he, he was, trying if to he was going to be part of oh, the unit. Words, trying to find predators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then trying to, 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 I mean, which is very possible. And whether or not he had access to any kind of software or information to track her information down. Because that's what he said. He was able to grab her, get her, like her location and everything. It's not clear whether she provided that or he acquired it on his own. Boy, and like he said in that interview, that the, the, the teen girl's the only one remaining from this whole thing that I, can tell any I kind mean, of story. Just, the emotional state she'll be in for the rest of her life. Yeah. and you I know, mean, from her end, she was having, she was on a lark, right? Right. She had this exciting guy in her flirtatious life. flirtatious thing going sure, on. Sure, yeah. who came all the way across country to see her. So she was probably very flattered and and overwhelmed. And then next thing you know, you know, half her family's killed. Well. I, and we don't know whether or not that was whether she was aware he was coming across country. And again, that's what the, the officer was trying to explain is that they don't want to press her too much because of her age and the trauma she's gone through. But um, between the dialogue, they're, they're going to be able to extract from the hard drives. They should be able to get a pretty good picture. And I said, well, you know, how much of this is going to come out? And he says, well, they're not going to put a lot out right up front because they really have to prepare her and the rest of the family, the remaining family members on what's going on. But we'll eventually get a clearer picture. All, All right, Steve. Steve thank thanks you very much. much, guys. All right, it's Steve Gregory covering the story out of Riverside. Three people were found dead in a home that was also burning. And it turns out that a Virginia police officer came to Riverside to hook up with a... I see John in this story. She's 15 years old. You said 16. Channel 7's reporting she's a 15-year-old girl. And uh, he, he met her on social media somehow or online and uh, came to, to see her, perhaps not for the first time, but something went really wrong. And it looks like he killed her mother and her grandparents, then took off with her, and they eventually tracked him and shot him dead, or he shot himself. All right, more coming up, John and Ken. All right, well, we're not really a sports show, but a lot of attention is being paid to the World Cup going on in the nation of Qatar. Tomorrow... 
The matchup is the U.S. against Iran. And politics got in the way of things today in one hell of a bizarre news conference. The coach of the United States team is Greg Berhalter, and the captain of the U.S. team is Tyler Adams. Apparently, U.S. soccer had scrubbed the Islamic Republic emblem from Iran's flag on their posts. They're showing support for protesters in Iran. You know, this has been going on some time. Remember that woman that was taken away by the police because she didn't uh, cover up enough? And she died in police custody. This and a few other stories has led people to protest the situation, and particularly for women in that nation. So now it's made its way into the World Cup, particularly since the U.S. is going to play Iran tomorrow. So Iranian journalists came to this news conference today, and what you're going to hear is... Journalists. They're described as the government operatives, right? Sure, yeah. (laughs) They started asking the coach and the captain questions like, why doesn't the U.S. government move a U.S. Navy vessel from the Persian Gulf? They asked about immigration policies. The coach was like, I'm not politics, I'm a soccer coach, and now we have audio from the team captain, Tyler Adams, being asked about discrimination. Here we go. Tyler, this question is for you. My name is Mila Javamadi from Press TV. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, (laughs) are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. Are you okay to be representing the the U.S.? Meanwhile, there's so much discrimination happening against black people in America. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, You know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and kind of assimilate into different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day? You know, growing up for me, I was I, I grew up in a in a white family with an obviously an African American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures, and I, I was very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously, it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of of your country. So. Um, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. Boy, it's nice to answer this boobs question. Huh? <laughs> I know. State-run media. He could have given a lot of other answers. That They're calling for the U.S. to be tossed from the World Cup. Well, what they did on the so- their social media accounts, the U.S. team, is they put out the Iranian flag, or the Iranian flag, excuse me. The Iranian, but, yes. But did not include a symbol that's been there since the 1979 revolution. It's a stylized rendering wow. of the word for God. Well, and that was uh, a big moment in their history, overthrowing the Shah. Yes, that's when it became more of a uh, theocratic government. Yes, and uh, allegedly more free, but that's debatable. Right. <laughs> yeah, most everyone would debate that. I mean, so, the Shah would uh, kill his political enemies to stay in power, that kind of guy, but... 
it's like Saddam Hussein versus, you know, the people trying to run that country now. It's, yeah, yeah. You've had a lot of bad guys in, in this region for forever. So that's what they erased from the flag. Going to get ugly on the field tomorrow. I don't know. I'm worried about uh, Poland and Saudi Arabia. Oh, is that tomorrow too? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday, yes. You're worried about it? Well, I mean, there were 17 beheadings in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> So if a Polish guy scores a Just, goal, someone I, takes I out a know. sword. I don't know how, if they're going to how they're going to react. You're going to watch it? Um, yeah, I think it starts at eleven o'clock. So I'm, 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 I want to watch it. Yeah, perfect timing. Because if, if Poland does well, they could move on to the next uh, next Look round. Look at that, kielbasa for everyone. You know, in Saudi Arabia, they might be unhappy. Yeah. Uh, we got Conway. Hey now, hey now, hey. So you consider yourself Polish American, then, right? Well, that's what I am, yeah. Okay, all right, just want to make sure. Uh, <laughs> you know what? what else am I going to call myself? Do you remember the Columbia soccer team? They they failed in a spectacular way, and they went back and they, they killed the head coach. Oh, Do you remember that? <laughs> that was World Cup? I, th I think it was World Cup. And and so, like, if Saudi Arabia doesn't do well, they could be beheaded, you know, the coach uh, yes. and, the, and the team. That's what I'm saying. This oh. is a crucial game because uh, either Poland uh, could knock Saudi Arabia out Right. For good or like if the United States loses, yeah. they're not gonna be beheaded. They'll just come back to America and people won't know who they are. Right. Still. They'll just say you're a bunch of losers. That's yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Cyber Monday sales to top eleven billion dollars. That is a lot of money, man. Mm. Then we have this Virginia cop, this uh, idiot catfished a teen girl before murdering his her, her family in Riverside. Man, oh man. People are nuts. They really are. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're good and crazy. Um, and don't, then don't talk to strangers online. I guess so, right? I guess that's the uh, the rule. And then a woman is suing Kraft. Speaking of crazy, uh, Kraft uh, Heinz for yeah. five million dollars for misleading consumers. Oh, All what, right. About mac and cheese? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Mac and cheese. She's got a little ketchup thing going on there. It's well, a whole run uh, with yes. her. Mac and cheese scandal. Yeah, All right. dig dog. Right. Dig dog. And then tomorrow we got that big um, pasta uh, yeah, pasta yes. appearance by yeah. you. Six to ten p.m. at the White House. All right. So we're looking All right. forward to it. All right. Big All day right. tomorrow. Dig Bring cool. it on. Dig dog. Next, uh, yeah. Michael Crozier with the news. KFI KOSD HD two, Los Angeles, Come Orange on. County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash 
slash iHeart.